Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Every December, uh, I am quite excited, yes, perhaps about Christmas, but one of the things I'm really, really excited about is finding out what the word of the year is going to be. The word of the year is picked by dictionaries and those who run Google to consider what is a new word that's come into our ears and our hearts and what perhaps is the most Googled word. And there's a bit of a competition and a bit of a difference depending on which site you look to. But over the past years, words like selfie in 2013 was born, a word we're all familiar with now did not exist. Or in COVID, the word vax, V-A-X, was formed. And last year, the word Wordle was formed. Did anybody play Wordle during COVID? Who still plays Wordle? Some. Some still play. All right. This year, some new words have arrived. And one was Riz, which is a short form for charisma. You know this word. Another is deep fake. Deep fake are those things that you see online. It's a video that really looks real, but it's not. And another is the word AI. But Webster's Dictionary chose this word, and I'm choosing to speak about this word this year. And that word is authentic. Authentic is the word chosen to speak of 2023. Perhaps it's being chosen because we're living in a time of fake news, where we wonder who we can trust, who we can listen to. Is that real or not? Or perhaps authentic is chosen because in our own personal lives, we are longing for more depth, more realness, more truth in our life. And we're longing for that authentic relationship with another person or even with others. The word authentic has synonyms like this, real, congruent, and vulnerable. You know, when I look at our world and what perhaps we are all yearning for, which is perhaps different, I wonder at the core of your yearning, whether it's for peace or forgiveness or meaning or understanding, at the core of our yearnings, I wonder if it is authenticity Authenticity, I believe, is what we're yearning for in our relationships, in our workplaces, in our global situations, in our politics. We yearn and long for authenticity. Well, we all know Brene Brown, and we must turn to her. Brene Brown has said this, authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real, the choice to be honest, the choice to let our true selves be seen. I got to say, when I saw this quote, I wanted to just simply say to you what she says. Because I think if you look at each and every one of those lines, she is indeed calling us to our truest selves, calling us to be real and inviting us to be authentic, and I do believe it is a choice. I think desire to live authenticity is a choice we choose to make. A colleague in our staff said this, authenticity is letting our living our inside outward. 
Anybody who has been standing in a line at the grocery store lately will see various magazines, of which I came across Time Magazine, who chose the Time Person of the Year. And there she is, the Person of the Year, Taylor Swift. Don't put up your hand if you don't know who she is. <laughs> I discovered this past week that my daughter, when she was 12, went to Taylor Swift, and I didn't even know it. What kind of parenting was that? I did text her and say, who took you? And she didn't remember, to which I said, it was me, for sure. <laughs> but if you're in conversation with people about Taylor Swift and her music, in particular with girls and women, they will tell you this quote from someone in our congregation. Taylor Swift has given voice to women's experience. She isn't about being afraid of failure. She's about telling the truth about being vulnerable. And one of her songs that I've listened to a few times this week, Long Live, she says these words, may the memories break our fall. A lot of her music speaks about realness and authenticity, about the highs and lows, the breaks and the joys of our life experience. And is it not true that poetry and music is really authentic when it touches and names our experience? She says in this quote here, she helps us receive the sad and embarrassing romantic moments and the immature and sincere moments, all part of what make us who we are and therefore worthy of remembering. Christian Century, Christian Century magazine, the one of the biggest magazines in the U.S. about faith says this, Swift offers us a place where we can tap into deep longing for both transcendence and intimacy, for a celebration of our glorious selves and the absolution of our worst parts, for belonging to one another across all sorts of divides. That sure sounds like authenticity to me in her words and her songs. But did you see the words named here? In her music, intimacy, transcendence and awe sure speaks about God to me. Intimate, transcendent, awe. I believe authenticity is an experience we all yearn for, religious or not. We all yearn for intimacy, transcendence, and awe. No wonder authenticity is the word of the year. And poetry and music and stories give us this in spades because they remind us that authenticity is at the core of who we were and who we are. And if we remember, it comes from that place that we live our truest life. The scriptures, whether it's the nativity stories or the words of John, use poetry to speak about what this means. And I read it a moment ago. Hear this poetry from John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through all things through him were made. Without him nothing that has been made has been made. In him was life, and that life was light for all humankind. It may not be a song, but it certainly is poetry, and it is a call to authenticity.
because they were trying to say, who was this guy, Jesus? Who was this one born in a manger, a feeding trough? Who was this? It was the word and fleshed in the body of Jesus, who when you want to know who God is for Christians, you look at his life. What did he say? What did he do? Who did he hang out with? What was important to him in the valleys and mountains of life? The word of God comes in the flesh of the person of Jesus. And Jesus, my friends, is one of the most real persons you'll ever read about or come to know in your life experience. No, Jesus never said be authentic. He did not say that. He lived it and called us to it. He modeled it in the relationships that he had with the poor. When, when people said, how do I inherit eternal life? He, he didn't say do this, this, and this. He told them a story of the Good Samaritan that you all know. And he says, go and do likewise with authenticity. Or when people are judging one another, he, he laughs to himself and says, why do you see the speck in that person's eye and not the big log in your eye, own eye? And he laughs, pointing out authenticity means gossip is not important. Or when Jesus challenges people in power and authority, he does so not with debate, arguing his points, but with questions like this. What is truth? Or what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose their soul? An authentic question. At every turn, we see an authentic Jesus speaking and living and inviting you and I to authenticity. And he summed it all up as a Jew. As a Jew saying there are 613 commandments and, and Moses, the guy in the, the window back there, he pared it down to 10, the 10 commandments. But I say it's just one. There's only one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. That is an authentic commandment. It's a call not to be Jesus you and I are called to be our truest self, to be John and Mary and Bob and Jack and Robin. We are called to our very truest self. Yes, Brene Brown, you are correct. You know, a lot of people come to Christmas and they wish that God would fix everything right now. Sometimes they come to church and expect the church to fix all of our problems right now. Wouldn't you love it if God could fix the conflict in your family right now? Or make the person who's in hospital suddenly well? Or take away the sorrow that you grieve this year as you come to Christmas? Or fix the fear that you live with or the FOMO that obsesses you? Don't you wish that God could solve the problems in the Middle East right now? A lot of us come to Christmas expecting what is born is Mr. or Mrs. Fix-It. But the reality is that first Christmas is not that different than our own. There were family conflicts, there were political conflicts, and there was war. And that birth didn't change it right there like that. That birth invited us to be the hands and feet of the Creator for us to fix and work and heal this world. You see, Jesus wasn't Mr. Fix-It. Jesus and God are present. 
As James Finley has said, and I've quoted many times, God protects us from nothing, protects us from nothing, and, and is present in everything. That's why Jesus was named Emmanuel, God with us. Taylor Swift, in one of her songs, Long Live, has this beautiful line, one day we'll all be remembered. And I say to you, Swifty, we are remembered. We're already remembered and we are remembered one to another. Matthew said it this way, Jesus' words, Lo, I will be with you always to the close of the age, present to you in your joys and your sorrows. You are not alone. So you see, Christmas sends you and I out into the world taking our truest self to live authentically in our relationships, in our politics, in our livelihood, so that God's authentic love is lived in your voice and your hands and your feet. And so we celebrate that Emmanuel is born in us. The light of God is born in us to spread to the world so the light will come. We are love forgiven and set free. May we remember that and dare to let that love be lived in us this day and every day. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.